0: everybody. This is Jackie. I am a finance, excuse me. I am a life and business coach. What I do is I help new and future entrepreneurs build their life, their finances, and their business. This recording is also for my podcast, which is Victory Chat with Jackie. Your victory starts here. And those of you who follow follow me when I do these interviews, you know how we do it. We Allow the the guests to introduce themselves because who better to introduce you than you? So go ahead and tell the people who you are. Tell them your name, your title, and what you do. Alrighty. Thank you so much for having me on today. My name
1: is Nani the Etiquette Lady. I am a certified career and confidence coach and I'm the founder of the Ladies of Elegance Charm Academy, which is the world's first and only online charm school for melanated change makers and entrepreneurs to level up their manners as well as their money.
0: (laughs) Okay, so how long have you been in business? I've been in business
1: officially since 2015.
0: That's cool. That's like, okay, so it's 2019. That's four years. Mm -hmm. So, um, have you ever worked with a coach consultant or virtual assistant?
1: Yes, I have worked with all three and, um, the one thing that I'll be able to, or the one thing that I can say in terms of the journey of building a business is that especially when you, it, it starts out as a side hustle, right? So you're working full time, you doing what you got to do, take care of your bills, so forth and so on. So you can get to the point where you'd be able to work full time for yourself. But while you're on the journey of entrepreneurship, even though I have a bachelor's degree in marketing communications and a master's of education, You go to college and nobody teaches you how to actually become an entrepreneur and and go from having absolutely nothing to building revenue with your business. And so I had to go through tons of coaches. I had to be scammed tons of times in order to actually work with people who were able to teach me how to make money online and I pass it forward with my business.
0: And you answered my why. That is so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Blanks for the people. filling the blanks. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> so, when you well, no, ask, ask the question because I would be more than happy to elaborate. No, I want you to elaborate. It makes it easier. You making my job easy. Okay? So mm-hmm. I, I like easy breezy. Okay, so this is a like question. Do you purchase... Um, things online and how frequently?
1: Yes, most certainly I, pr- I purchase things online, but I'm not a, a spender, so to speak. I purchase business-related items, and if I'm not purchasing business-related items, like um, a calendar or lighting equipment or a computer, like big purchases, then I'm purchasing clothing. I'm purchasing new dresses, <laughs> some head wraps, something, you know. So I I'm, I'm, wouldn't say that I'm a frequent shopper, but I would say I purchase online the equivalent of once a month, once to tw- one to two times a month.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's, some people consider that frequent. But really that's, that's normal it's normal okay, okay. normal is I, I didn't give you a scale but i i think that's normal it's not excessive but it's normal so it's uh, about average okay well least is the average and the average response i normally get Really? Oh, that's good. Okay. One out of one million people that probably answered that asked that question. I don't know. So, what made you choose your profession? Oh,
1: girl, that's a loaded question. So,
0: okay. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I have to be
1: completely honest, I remember my uh, sophomore year of college was when I really discovered that I wanted to teach etiquette in a, in a meaningful way or teach in a meaningful way. So uh, my sophomore year of college, I sat in on what they called a uh, some kind of uh, seminar where the the speaker was the founder of what he called the Dream Job Academy, right? And so he said, in order to find your dream job, he said a statement that really stuck out with me. And I'm I good. considered that my, my purpose in life. He said, in order to find what he considered your dream job, I consider it your purpose in life. He said, find a problem in society that really pisses you off and be a part of the solution to change it. And so I thought to myself, okay, well, the one thing that makes me angry is that every time I turn on the television screen and I see uh, portrayals of Black women, Hispanic women, minority women, we are typically shown as loud, we're combative, we're promiscuous, we're shameless, all of these negative stereotypes that are attached to who we are truly. And I thought it was completely, Inaccurate from how I was raised. And so I said, okay, well, I'll infiltrate the media industry and just push out positive images. And I just found out how completely unethical that is. So, (laughs) I mean, just the industry itself is just way too unethical for me. And so I said, okay, well, I can create a culture of purpose purpose-filled career-driven women and teach them how to be bold in their integrity and how not to be afraid to do the right thing how to be proud of who they are how to love every bit of who they are and every bit of who they are becoming and you know hence was born the ladies of Elegance charm academy
0: <laughs> love it love it Thank okay you. do do you have people that help you with the daily task of your business or even monthly I wish I did. I
1: have nobody. I do everything myself from the website development to the scheduling to the now I have a lot of it is automated. So the only thing that I have to do because it took years to have to set it up in an automated way from, you know, um, sending out automatic emails to even getting new prospects automatically, you know, that that took a whole lot of time, but it pretty much runs on autopilot uh, minus me actually having to keep and maintain relationships with my current students and with any new students that come in because I do live stream Tuesdays and Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So aside from that and keeping in touch with my students and helping them build their businesses on a regular
0: basis, everything else is automated. That's good. I hope you all are catching all those nuggets she's dropping. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So I'm just say, saying, it's just, this is good information. So um, this is a, this is a specifically about revenue. Okay. Now, some of the people I'm interviewing, um, they don't, some of them feel comfortable saying numbers. Some of them like to say multiplication, like times two, times three, times four. So compared to, uh, compared to the year when you first began, year one or real t- year two, to now, how has your business revenue changed and this is income? I will,
1: I will, I can honestly say because I actually was just able to quit working full time for someone else and work full time for myself. Um, And what I've been able to see since 2015, because of course, like I said, side hustle, I was on side hustle city, right? And so I was making, oh gosh, maybe less than $1,000 my first year, right? And then that started to multiply the second year. Multiply that more the third year, so forth and so on. So now I'm the point, I'm at the point where I'm able to teach people exactly the systems and processes that I use to build a six-figure business per year. Okay. And so the the, the one thing that I will say to that is that even if the business that you have, whether you're selling a product or whether you're selling a service, is not a six-figure business, that's perfectly fine. As long as you can bring in consistent money and I teach my students how to bring in consistent coins by monetizing their social media accounts and so I remember oh my gosh because I remember what it was like when I first started especially when you when you were an ambitious woman when you're somebody who's ambitious you have big dreams you have big goals and you feel stuck and you have no idea How to get out of the rut that you're in because you feel trapped that you're in a job that you could be giving all of your valuable time and your money and your resources into your own business but you got to take care of your bills right and for some reason it should be so easy to access the information it takes to learn how to put processes in place to make money on autopilot online and it's like why in the world don't I know this? Or why do I have to spend tens of thousands of dollars to get this done, you know? And so in conclusion, I guess. (laughs) You say in conclusion, we're not through. I know, I know. But at least as far as that thought is concerned. Yeah. The coaches that I have come in contact with, I've had to learn bits and pieces coupled with my marketing degree to actually Mm -hmm. get me to the space that I am currently. So this is like eight plus years of trial and error and struggling, and so forth and so on. And then I, my students come in and I teach them how to build businesses from idea. If they have absolutely nothing, they don't know what to do, how to do it, what their purpose is, whatever. I, I pretty much help them from idea to implementation so they can start making some money
0: and start changing some lives. That's what it's about. <laughs> yes. Okay, so here's a question. It's not specifically on revenue, but it touches revenue a little bit. It, it it deals with the growth of your business hmm. had you in the time from the time your business was a seed in your head okay cuz businesses start here yeah. um to where you are now did you notice that when your mindset elevated or or, or transformed so did your business that's a great question,
1: and I hope I don't sound self-centered when I say this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I want honest answers. Everybody have, you know, have a different views. Yes, ma'am. So
1: the one thing I will say to that is that you either, well, number one, entrepreneurs, you have to be bred in terms of knowing exactly what it takes to build a business, but you you must have certain characteristics in order to break through that glass ceiling, so to speak. So there are plenty of people who build businesses just to make money. There are plenty of people who build businesses because they're tired of the nine to five grind, but that is not all that is required to be able to build a business. So I've always had that mindset of, I, I would wake up early, to work on my business, I would stay late after work to work on my business. I, I poured hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of man hours over the course of these past few years that built you know, LOE to the point where it is now. And there are a lot of people, I think that Forbes has some statistics on this, that out of 100,000 people, out of 100,000 people, six folks, Will actually break the six-figure mark with their with building their businesses. Why? Because they are doing what it take, They're doing the stuff people don't want to do. That that are that's required of them to be able to actually get to that point. So to answer your question, if you have that mindset early on, and you can get in touch with the right people who can help you to avoid making a lot of um, time-consuming mistakes right then then that's a really good thing outside of that business building is not for everybody entrepreneurship is not for everybody so so the one thing that I will say to that is that it didn't take having to have an elevated mindset so to speak because it's already been there and like I said I hope I hope I wasn't too self-centered and saying no
0: no, when I say (laughs) elevated I mean you go from one level to another you know because one of the things I'm just talking about my situation when I think of cer- certain things uh, that I get challenged by just trying to do working, trying to do business is, I mean, to, to everybody is different. You know, it depends. You know, there's a theory that says that er- your perception on life and how things are, are embedded in you before you're age six. Right. Okay. So. Um one of my challenges is like I believe I I believe that you know anything is possible and that you know if you find the, the right point of entry then you can achieve whatever you you desire. However, in believing that a lot of time a lot of areas I, I found that I didn't always believe that those things were for me. Mm. And so in order for me to pursue something outside of the normal, which is the nine to five and go to something extraordinary, which is entrepreneurship, I, when I say elevate, I mean, my mind had, my mindset had to change. I had to start saying, evaluating, why did I believe this? You know why did I believe that this is possible for other people but not may not be in my realm
1: oh girl let me answer that for you let me answer that for you and
0: and and this is what I meant by elevation yeah change maybe I I should have said
1: change no I love that because it is a it is a it's it's a symptom of PTSD that's post-traumatic slave disorder or post-traumatic slave syndrome where because we have been so used to being on the bottom, and this is a cultural situation, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're so used to being on the bottom, we truly believe that the prospect of not having to rent and actually owning something, the prospect of not having to work for someone and being able to work for ourselves and kind of uh, gain access to the information it takes, to the resources and the motivation that it takes to be able to actually get to a certain point, it, it, and I, I, oh gosh, I have to honestly say, because for the house that I've been now, I, my husband and I just recently moved as of last month, right? And we're in Ohio and we're in this big, beautiful house. And I'm thinking to myself, we were walking through the house. I was like, oh my
0: God, is this house for me? Like, I can't believe, do I deserve this house? You know what I'm saying? And well, I, that- I understand because I have to yeah. check myself all the time when I say, who me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's- yeah, you kind
1: of. Yeah, you kind of suffer from that imposter syndrome because it's like, wow, I'm so used to struggling, I'm so used to being at the bottom. It feels foreign to me not to have to struggle and not to have to um, be be subject to put in, you know, stay in this box. And so I think because. Since I was very little, I've always known in my spirit, in my soul, that I was meant to do something really, really huge that was going to change a lot of people's lives, right? Except for the longest time, I had no idea what that was. I was like, well, what the hell am I going to do? I know I'm <laughs> supposed to be building a business. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That's the big crisis we have. And If you really, if you really look at it, no other nation on earth has that issue where, they have to, where they're struggling with finding what their purpose is. No one cultivates us from a young age to say, "Listen, this is the possibility that that lies before you. Here's the opportunity. Go walk through that door and go make it happen." You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There are there are other um, whether it's races, ethnicities, ethnicities, excuse me. What
0: have it's you? Even, it's there. even a bigger. It's even that thought of mine is even larger when it comes to women. Yes women um specifically in the united states um because um one of the reasons uh what i like to teach is stop getting advice from people in the trenches right in the trenches um sometimes we we ask oh what do you think do you think i could do this if you think i can do this and these people have never been outside the trenches. Right. How could they tell you what's happening uh, 50 yards from that trench when they've never gotten out of that trench? Right. Okay, they don't know what's going on out there. So in order for you to really know, I mean, besides you trust in your spirit, is you have to ask people, who are not in the trenches, you know, be in the right company, learn to be in the right company. And the person could have used, came out the trenches because they understand where you are. But the fact is they're currently not in the trenches. You know what I'm saying? To get out the trenches, trenches, because people who, because you'll, you'll find a lot of people who, this is all they know. Like why, I mean like when I got to the point, just speaking from my own experience, when I got to the point where I knew that it was, it was more and I just had that little spark, that little spark, right? I had some of everybody saying, well, you got a good job. Why, uh, why are you applying? Now this is me get, trying to get a promotion from the position that I was in. I hadn't left my nine to five. You got a good job. Why you want to leave it? Why you want to do something different? You should be glad you got it. you know how many people will kill? My response was, it's not that I don't have a good job, but I believe that I'm destined to do more.
1: Right. You know, my grandmother, <laughs> my grandmother told me when I was in, uh, when I was in college, about the graduate college, she told me, Listen, get get a government job because in her mind that was the closest thing to, that was the closest form of security, of job security that was available. And she's a baby boomer. Baby boomers had it good when it came to trusting the government, when it came to, you know, getting getting a piece of that cheddar, right? Now, in in 2019, she actually called me up. She called me up, I think it was maybe 2 months ago. And she said, "You know what? She said, "Thank you for not listening to me." <laughs> <laughs> because you because i told you, i i remember i said yes grand Annie. i said i remember when you told me to go and get a government job because i understood back then social security will be non-existent pension will be non-existent there we are in an era now where if you do not have some means of ownership you will be working until you drop dead okay and so and because we all understand that fundamentally the the millennials the people who are born in the late 80s and older we get that, and we and because we're in an age now where we can innovate to the point where uh, business ownership, entrepreneurship is a definite reality without having to spend without having to have you know the tens of thousands of dollars of a marketing budget in order to make more money. You know what I'm saying? That's a realist. That's a that's a realization now. And so, oh man, the, the, I it I think what you were mentioning is very very um, powerful because the times that I was in, co- now the job that I just left, oh my God, it was the best job I'd ever had in my life, okay, we had, um, we had, I mean, just the buildings, I-, I worked for an education technology company, the culture was absolutely fantastic, they took us on free company meetings mm. every year, we had unlimited paid time off, I said, what the hell is unlimited, paid time off, and I, and I got paid very well, but you cannot allow, just like you were saying, when you when, after you set up all your cards right, do not ever allow $50,000 a year, prevent you from making $50,000 a month, don't ever, ever, ever allow that, there is a, there's a, a way to be able to elevate, because I guarantee you, if there was someone who did not look like you, who said, I wanna go ahead and start me a business, guess what, the access to building that business is gonna be a lot easier for them, which makes the reality of building that business and staying in business a whole lot uh, more realistic. And so for those women who, or for whomever, who build Mm -hmm. their businesses, who are building their businesses, especially, because my biggest concern is my community, right? Because I grew up with absolutely nothing no money went to college, had no idea how I was going to be able to pay for college went without books for three years, went without socks the whole four years. I mean, really, I mean, I was scraping, you see what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. the, but you, 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 that gives you more of a tenacity to do something. And the problem, or I wouldn't say the problem, but uh, the one thing that I didn't want to do was build a business without teaching people how to be leaders that give back without teaching people how to be leaders that teach and train other leaders that can get that can essentially break generational curses and build generational wealth. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. And if I make it all by my lonesome, what in the hell, how is that going to be able to help the rest of the people who, you know, came up before me or who are going to come up after me? You see what I'm saying? So that's, that's pretty much the bottom line of of what that's all about.
0: Okay, before we move on to the next court, que- I mean, to the uh, out of this and to the next segment of the questions, mm-hmm. one thing I want to uh, mention is religion. Yes. Um, you know, this, this is actually for everybody, but of course, you know, I have to talk about what my reality was growing up right so it's oftentimes I, I spoke about the trenches a lot of times you see people who've always been in the, the trenches and especially when they use the uh religion avenue and that's what i'm gonna call it religion avenue okay they own religion avenue street and it doesn't matter whether they Catholic or Baptist, Pentecostal or something, they are in the trenches. Okay. So them, and the reason why I put that up is that there is a scripture that talks about the love of money being wrong, right? Right. And people have taken that piece of scripture to believe that wealth is not possible even though the bible starts talk in in various uh, verses about uh counting accounting and numbers and talking about uh what's in your bag and about the servants um investing their money and bringing back to the person they work for uh multiplying their seeds and stuff but A lot of the things, at least with me, that wasn't my issue, but I do hear a lot of uh, religious people believing that if you are wealthy or well off, that you can't be holy. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I have two thoughts on that. One is that the scriptures also say that money answers all things, right? Now, mind you, it's not a priority in terms of that being um, the, at the forefront of your life, meaning that you live to chase the paper. Because mm-hmm. if you live to chase the paper and there's no purpose behind what you are doing, that is your, that's, what you're, that's, that's your main priority. That's what you, there's literally no other priority in life outside of that money, which will be very empty for you. The second thought that I have behind that is that the hot diggity, it was right in the forefront of my head. Oh, my God. I hate when that happens. (laughs) Go
0: back to the first point and add to it. That's what that means. Add to the first point. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. The reason why why people um, don't believe that. Wealth is a uh, equates to virtue or equates to holiness, so to speak. There is also a scripture that refers to it being a very rare thing, a very rare thing that a rich man gets into heaven. Why is yeah. that? Because they, because their priority is not on their people. Their priority is not on the Most High. It is on money. Okay, and so and 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 there and a lot of people are very selfish with that. And we could look at plenty of examples where people reach a certain threshold and mm-hmm. very little to go to where the to where the little guy is right they to, be able to teach them right to either give back or to and i'm not talking about giving away a check for ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars to a foundation that's not what i'm referring to what i'm referring to is actually teaching people how to fish so that they can be fishing in the same pond that you're fishing in. You see what I'm saying? I think it's a means of uh, of competition, and that's not the case in the least bit. And so that is the reason why, and again, that post-traumatic slave syndrome, I'm mm-hmm. not meant to have any, it's the thought process that says, I'm not meant to have anything. And therefore, if, I, if, if you have something, you're in the wrong, because we are supposed to be at the bottom. I am supposed to be at the bottom. You see what I'm saying? And so and so, yeah, it does. T- that's the reason why out of the 100,000 people who say, I want to build my business and who even take the first steps to start businesses, only six of those 100,000 actually make it
0: to that six-figure mark. That's so, true. So, but the thing that surprises me is you don't believe in entrepreneurship or wealth, but you believe in the lotto. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah because that's a chance it's a game of chance there's no responsibility on your end all you have to do is pay two dollars scratch a little ticket and we'll see what happens right I mean, it's the not are,
0: the odds are the odds are better for you to start your own business then than you to win a lot of yes but it requires a lot um a lot more work a lot of thought a lot 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 of of you coming out the trenches right a a lot lot of of you thinking differently Mm -hmm. a a lot of you investing in yourself a lot of you investing in your business a lot a lot a lot and all of that is rooted in discipline and a lot of people Mm -hmm. are very uncomfortable
1: with discipline because discipline means that you have to change up things. You have to change up your thought processes. You have to change up your uh, budgeting. You have to change up you know, your certain lifestyle uh, changes. Like for example, if you're somebody who likes to go and eat all the time, you gotta save those coins in order to invest in advertising dollars, right? Or you have to uh, possibly pay for some lighting equipment that you desperately need if you're someone who does a live stream versus you know, spending $30 on a new perfume. There are certain things that you have to prioritize as an entrepreneur that requires a tremendous amount of discipline. That discipline starts within the mindset, not only from a motivational standpoint, but from an actionable standpoint. You must take the actions and people are all, a lot of people are all talk. They were all talk, you know, but when the people who make the moves, you'll be able to see,
0: you know. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next question, we're moving on out of that. The next question is, when you first began your business, how long was it before you made your first sale?
1: Ooh, girl. That was a, oh, give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) Let
0: me see. I told you some of the questions are deep and some of them require just a little bit of thought. I don't
1: think I made. I, I know within the first year. Now, 2015, I started it, I want to say, April of 2015. But I did not, what did I sell? What did I sell? What did I sell? The first thing that I created was an Art of Conversation course. And you want to know how much it was or how much I made or? No, just how how long was it, the time? I want to say it was a solid six months to a year. Yeah, six months to a year. And then after that, in 2017 is when it really took off.
0: What do you think the challenge between those when it, you know, when you weren't making consistent money to making consistent money? What, what do you think the challenge was?
1: I didn't have systems put in place because I didn't know. It, listen, making money online is a formula. And the people who make six and seven figures use the same exact formula so it's just a matter of knowing what that formula is setting up the strategy using the you know using the processes and so forth and then bringing people to it like a conveyor belt right so um it took until 2018 believe it or not in order for me to actually have all that stuff in place and to start making consistent money online and there's a direct correlation with how much you make versus how many times you make offers i didn't make offers all the time when i first started i make offers every other week now and even then it's still it's still sporadic because there's still a lot going on especially having to come from moving so after after getting settled and all that good stuff you should be making at least an offer a week is what you should be making um, in order to really see some consistent, consist, some consistent money coming in. And you always have to be consistently speaking to new people, introducing yourself and your business to new people. Studies show it typically takes anywhere between seven to nine interactions with, for a prospective um, customer, client, student, what have you to interact with that business before they decide to make a purchase with you. So you have to be consistent and you have to consistently ask for or you have to consistently make offers, consistently build those relationships. So all of those things working together is what makes you consistent money.
0: I love that. And especially the, the fact that you said, um, you you gave the statistics about how the, the saying the offer and have to be consistent because sometimes and I'm I'm guilty of this when I started when I started I started off in a nonprofit and I was like I hated saying what my story was and who I was all the time wow. and then a bug uh came on like I, when I started like I don't know. Something popped in my head. Like I need to see, count, and see how often I was doing a survey on, for myself to see how many people came because I do lives too. How many people came on lives? How many people commented? Like how many were the same people that commented, right? And then I thought, well, well, you know what? A lot of those lives, I really, I just started talking. I didn't tell them my background. I just went with the lesson and got off. And I'm like, you know what? That won't happen again. So I'm not saying that I won't slip and start talking because I I do sometimes. (laughs) I do sometimes. But... Because I'm not perfect, you know, if I'm in a hurry. I'm like, okay, I'm being consistent. This is the live day this and that and this and that because I could be doing a live and in the middle. I say, Oh, forgive me. I forgot to introduce myself. Let me introduce myself or I will said, I always try to say it at the end because um, Sometimes the people that you start when you hit the live button aren't the same people that you 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 have it. So I started uh saying things uh in between you know like pause this is who i am for those of you don't don't know me and you know just giving them the steps like i might not give them all the details because they came late but i'll say okay just to backtrack before we go to step three this is step one this is step two this is step three and now we're on four four is this and then i'll talk about four and you know what I'm saying? Just um, plugging myself into what I'm doing, and uh, learning to, and all this, all this is in development, you know. So, and where I learned this, because I'm gonna ask you a question at the end of my story. Mm-hmm. Where I learned this was through uh, taking courses, whether it's uh, online, reading books, going to conferences. I mean even some sometimes even in interviews i'll learn something that i'm doing i'm like oh man i used to do that and i stopped let me implement this again Or i tried this one time but i really didn't test this theory out let me reintroduce this it's from um like we talked before about the company you keep you never know you get inspired by people so my question is what are some of the forms Uh, that you education and training that you use or types types to make sure that you stay updated.
1: Oh man. Well I'll say especially as a consultant or as a a coach so to speak because you 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 know we throw around those words all the time but as a career and confidence coach I keep privy to what's going on within my industry. Um, I specialize in Two main things. One is the social media monetization. So I have to keep in touch with exactly how Facebook and Instagram are changing their algorithms. You know, what goes on within Google when it comes to search engine optimization, how to optimize people's social media profiles in order to to make sales, right? While, While people are visiting their pages, things along those lines, and then I keep up to date on those things. The second thing that I specialize in is feminine influence. And feminine influence is essentially the art of 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 mastering conversation in a way that gives you your desired outcomes without having to sacrifice your feminine energy, right? And so, and so, I keep I uh, research things like body language, like I talk a lot about body language, poise, etiquette, because of course etiquette is a big, big part of that feminine energy. So, what what is proper protocol like like I know this week I was talking to my students and and new students about you know four ways to use body language to boost your confidence. You know, the four four ways to use body language uh, the positive way to make a really lasting impression on your next job interview. Things along those lines that really stick with people. And so as a coach or as someone who is considered a subject matter expert, you're constantly researching what goes on within your industry so you can stay you can keep those things top of mind and you can stay ahead of the competition so i look up body language i look up other conversational skills i i haven't done that in a really long time because of you know years of accumulating that
0: online or you use books or do you do in-person training I don't do any in-person
1: training I've read books and I've looked um, I've looked online I've gone through other academies like other other charm schools and so forth through the years since I was in college and uh, and I even had a little bit of formal training in college I went to an all- women's institution in Virginia in the middle of nowhere and it's kind of like the you know the big thing there it was etiquette <laughs> so um, I think, yeah, aside from all of those things, feminine influence and the social media monetization, that's what I keep up with, is body language, conversational skills, and and tech.
0: (laughs) So um, this is a question about your business.
1: Yes, ma'am. Do you
0: teach um, code language? I think it's called code language or switching codes when people switch their languages based on the audience that they meet. Or they encounter like for instance um, you notice that I, I snapped and stuff which is a friendly gesture and stuff um, to you know just to make the mood lighter and, and things but if I was in a boardroom that gesture would not have happened because right. I had to switch codes switch codes to talk to speak the language of the audience
1: Yes, I don't consider it switching codes. I haven't actually heard of that before, but that's that's essentially the, the what body language is in the first place. It's simply a, another way of saying nonverbal communication and nonverbal communication um, scientifically is ninety three percent of all communication, so the seven percent is your tone of voice and the words that you use, right? And so, I, so what I tell the women is, why wouldn't you want to learn how to master the 93% of communication that people still read? It's the only language that does not have a dictionary, right? Because, but it's a language that everybody speaks and understands fluently. Right. So you'll understand my body language. If I look at you and I roll my eyes, What does that say? I may be annoyed. I may be rude. You know, it's giving off the wrong impression. And so I teach women how to use their hands, how to use their torso, how to sit properly, how to use their body to emphasize the message that they want to give off whether they're speaking or whether they're not speaking so that's that's what the element of body language is so when it comes to code i suppose yes i do teach those things especially when it comes to micro expressions or expressions of the face that you want to use in order to uh, either stay engaged or engaging and to read the body language that other that other people give off as they're speaking to you that way you know what's going on within their mental so that's that's how that
0: works that is a that's a really good skill because especially, um, when you're, when you're selling something and if you're an entrepreneur, no matter what you call it, you're selling something right. Right. Um, whether your arena is speaking, you're selling, you're selling yourself to appear, make an appearance at conferences training, whatever the scene is, it's selling. Um, So that is really, really, really important because sometimes people will say the uh, politically correct things. And uh, you may be saying, well, they just said this. But you have to understand what their tone is because their tone, their tone will tell you everything. Right. Like I could say... Um, I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head. I'll give you
1: an example. Okay. Uh,
0: when it comes to tone um, in your
1: in your verbal communication, right? I'm going to say one sentence, and the way that you choose to emphasize certain words could mean something completely different for that one for that exact same sentence. So the one sentence that I give my students is, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm going to the park today, right? If I here's so I'm gonna emphasize it three different times. Okay. I'm going to the park today. I'm going to the park today. <laughs> um, I'm going to the park today. You see what I'm saying? So the way that you emphasize those three things, it means something completely different. Then that's just with the verbal. That's just with the verbal. Now, if I added some nonverbals with it, then that's that's some that's a whole nother level, right? So those those different things when you when you educate yourself on how to pick up on those small teeny teeny-weeny little you know micro expressions whether it's facial whether it's you know your body your torso your 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 lower half whatever the case may be from the way that you position your legs to the way that you position your hands when you speak to the way that you smile there's actually a genuine way to smile that people don't realize you got to smile with your eyes your whole face and not just showing teeth, you know? <laughs> and so you can tell when you say good morning to somebody, you can tell whether it's a genuine good morning or whether it's a fake one, you know? And, and when you know the science behind it and you can, you can use that because it, listen, feminine influence is our superpower. It's a superpower that's only reserved for women, okay? <laughs> and when you learn how to master it, you can literally create any desired outcome you want. You can have the best relationships the best friendships, the best, like I've been married five, six years, but I've been with my husband for 11 years. Right. And just the, just the the communication, the body length, the whole nine yards, when you use it, you can have the most fantastic relationships and you're the one who are the cause of that, you know?
0: Yeah, that is so true because like you can do something and you can irritate somebody, but because you come to them at with sincerity and you're smiling, or you could even laugh and stuff. I mean, not laugh that you did something wrong, but I mean make them laugh. And and you'll find people say, It I'm it is so hard to be mad at you, you know, yes, and it's yes. you know, you brighten up the atmosphere because your your language, your your body, and just your voice everything you do to communicate changes the uh, the atmosphere. And in business, what I find is if you need a difficult situation resolved and you want somebody to move quickly, um, oftentimes I actually. This is one of the, I mean, I'm going to move on to the next question. I'm just going to make a little comment. One of the reasons why I kind of dislike the, I understand it as in, you know, as a business aspect, I understand it. But what I don't like it as a customer aspect is that, you know, a lot of companies have moved to, um, you have to send an email to contact people, you know, Um, I just it it, it, it it or you have to do all this stuff and everything is like texting i mean text text is good but when you want somebody to move in your favor you know it's important to hear that voice yes. that voice just changes the atmosphere yes. and yes. then and then so it it is it causes you to learn a new language which is written communication Mm -hmm. which is good, too, because this world is tech savvy. Everybody's texting and sending emails, and so those things are important. So my next question is um, about your support system, okay? Mm -hmm. So I know you mentioned that you had a a loving husband. Do you have any children? I don't, we don't have any babies.
1: (laughs) We're family planning now, but no.
0: Um, how old are you?
1: 28.
0: Oh, that is good, girl. You go, girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, no, I've always you wanted babies. Finished. I have. Almost finished. These are light questions. Okay. So, um, do you have any uh, families or friends who support you?
1: Yes. Everybody I know. I can't even mention, I don't think that I can mention one person. Who I'm, uh, who I know intimately, that's not supportive. Um, my mother has always been supportive. My father, even though they weren't together, you know, with me growing up. My grandmother, I, all of my grandmothers, uh, and great grandmothers, and uh, no, of course, my husband, siblings, cousins, family. Because again, you can cultivate, you know, some of the best relationships just with your attitude. And so, uh, and so, I I am very blessed to have a a huge support system of people who truly love me and who people who i truly love you know and it really has helped me uh with my confidence you know just the whole nine yards growing up to be able to teach other people how to be just as confident
0: so what do you tell if you ever came across a customer that did not have the support system Mm -hmm. what would you advise them
1: well that's very situational like I have spoken with women who have gone through domestic violence situations I've spoken with women who um are single parents I've spoken with women who I you know what the biggest thing two of the biggest things from the students that I help on a regular basis is that there's a huge deficit in self-confidence and there's um a, an even bigger deficit in them truly knowing what their purpose is, right? And so I just always steer it back to um, them finding whatever it is, and we actually, I help them, number one, with a quick, it's a Myers-Briggs or junk typology test, so we take a very quick personality test to gauge exactly how they interact with people, how they think cognitively, and then we base whatever, however their personality is, based upon whichever industry they may be able to flourish the most in. Then I marry what industry they'd be able to flourish the most in with their talents as well as their passion and whoop, we create the perfect business for them if they're looking to build businesses. If they are advocates, because like I said, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. So if they're advocates, if they're someone who rallies for who who are you know some of the most important people to support other businesses, other minority women and women-owned businesses, then they can use their skills and talents to grow you know, those other folks' businesses up. And so um, with that entrepreneurship aspect coupled with them finding their purpose, it works hand in hand because they are built, they're not building businesses to make money. They're building businesses to fill a void that they see. So that right there is what gives them a sense of purpose. And then along the way, they have a community, they have a sisterhood through LOE Academy, They have, you know, whatever support system, whether it's in their school, whether it's with their family, whether it's, you know, even if they don't have it anywhere else, they got it with LOE, right? They got a nice little support system. We meet online on a weekly basis, monthly basis, just to give them that boost that they need. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, you know, having to boost up the confidence level. But like I said, with the education that they have and knowing how to influence the world around them, it does build up their confidence. We do affirmations, which is super, super important because it helps them to change their mindset. So it's, it's taking it a step deeper versus, uh, or it's taking a step deeper by you not just saying, I'm worthy enough, you know. I'm beautiful enough. I'm smart enough. It's taking it a step deeper to say something you appreciate about yourself. To say something, a quality that you know you're going to have that day, that you're going to manifest simply because you spoke it into existence. And that's the uh, that's the craziest thing that I've been able to see is that the women who go through that and who do that, they give me the craziest stories of how their interactions went simply because the affirmations they did that morning, that week, that month you know, things along those lines. So um, that's what, it's a, it's a process. It's never a magic word or a magic scripture or magic anything that'll have them go, oh, wow, I feel a lot better about myself. It's a journey. It's definitely a journey.
0: I love the answers you've been given. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is good. Okay, so this is the last question, right? And then after, after you answer this question, the only thing I'm going to ask is for your contact information. And Mm -hmm. like, if you have a, uh, I I want, if you give your website, I want you to spell it out after you say it. So, okay. So real quick, if you could give people who are starting out or brand new three tips, um, starting out their journey as entrepreneurship, what would those three tips you would give them? If they're starting out
1: their journey in entrepreneurship and they were working with me.
0: No, just, just, just period, just period. Okay.
1: If they're starting out their journey,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you were if just starting out your journey to entrepreneurship, um, what I would say is that your business is not for you. Your business is for the community that you serve and the people that you represent. If you keep that top of mind Then you will stop at nothing to fill the void that you see in order to serve the people that your business is meant to serve. The money will come after that. Okay. Um, The second piece of advice oh my gosh, you're making me think. (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. The second piece of advice I would say hmm, is that the mentality. I think we, we touched on this a little bit earlier today. The mentality of building a business must be consistent because it is rooted within your, your level of discipline. So if you are, if you are doubtful, um, if you are someone who needs to be pushed in order to do anything, if you're someone who feels as though you need to work under pressure in order to make stuff happen, entrepreneurship may not be the best route for you to take. Um, the third piece of advice that I will give is that you can, you can literally build a business in any industry and uh, do anything. You can come up with the most unconventional, the most unconventional business ideas and run with it. And that's the reason why I was mentioning, mentioning that you can fill a void. Hot you can fill a void. And here's what I mean by that. There's one woman who, um, like, oh, I'll, just, I'll just throw out some business ideas here. There's some people who um, have homeschooling businesses.
0: What'd you say? Porta potties.
1: Porta potties.
0: They make a lot of money because yes. nobody wants to do that job.
1: That's true. That's true. You have, um, and actually, people don't even realize that you can build a business actually simply creating a platform for other people to to go to. Like there's one of my students who is studying to become a nurse and she thought that she needed to get her certifications and all that before she could start her business. I said, no, you don't have to do that. And so the void that she sees is that um, there are people who get prescriptions who, have no, who don't know what they're putting in their bodies. And I said, you know, you could provide the platform for giving the information where somebody could simply tap a button, open an app and either scan their prescription for somebody to say, or for that app to give them the full description of what that medicine is, what it does to your body and what the alternatives look like. That itself can be very, very lucrative. Okay. So there, like I said, it's, there are so many different ways to, to go about building a business. It can be as unconventional as you want it to be. There's another woman who, um, who makes educational games for, for, for kindergarten students. Okay, so things like that, it's like, damn, I didn't even think, you know, I didn't think, I didn't think I could do something like that. If I know I'm really good, if I have a creative bug and I love education, slap them two together and create some games for the kids, okay, <laughs> you know. So that's, that's, um, that's essentially the three pieces of advice that I would give, is that you have to have the right mentality, is that you um you can you can be as unconventional
0: as you want to be what was the first one I did what was the first one I said I forgot you said one was can we were talking about mindset consistency
1: consistency well yeah consistency no there was one hot diggity I forgot (laughs) but it's recorded so you can go back and listen to what I said
0: (laughs) that's okay that's okay you did give three you might have even gave four I don't I don't I wasn't counting I was listening I was soaking up the information I'm like what you gonna say next (laughs) you were born to teach so I want to on behalf of the everybody you get the opportunity to connect with I want to thank you for answering the call because many people are called And don't answer.
1: Mm, mm
0: -hmm. answer. Well, thank
1: you so much for hosting this platform for me to speak on. It's super exciting.
0: (laughs) So before I let you go, I do want to thank you, but I need you to tell the people what you have going on right now and how they can get in contact
1: All right, so currently, if you want to work with me one-on-one, like the rest of my students do, then you are more than welcome to join the Biz Lady School membership. The membership actually very recently was $4,700. It is now down to only $25 per month. I'm on a mission to help 500 women to be more purpose-filled and career-driven. And for that reason, um, I'm going to help you monetize your social media accounts to build businesses, make some consistent coins, actually helping out your communities and filling that void that we talked about earlier today. The only reason why, uh, or the reason why it's only going to be 500 is because I typically need six months working with you Uh, Within the biz lady school realm. Normally my students stay with me anywhere between nine to 12 months, but six months is all I really need to teach you how to or for us to get to a goal of you bringing in revenue of a minimum of $100 online because Once I teach you the systems. Once I give you all the education. If you know how to make $100 online, you'll know how to make 100,000 online. All right, so uh, my IG, the Instagram is at L-O-E Academy, L-O-E-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. Make sure that you follow. And if you want to get text message notifications for when I go live on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and the um, priority discounts on courses that come out, then text the word Biz Lady to 484848. That's B-I-Z-L-A-D-Y. To 484848. That way, I give you all the juicy stuff before everybody else knows about it. And the website is www.loeacademy.com. That's l o e a c a d e m y.com. Just to read up all about Loe Academy, learn about the different membership levels, different courses that are offered, so forth and so on. And that's it.
0: This has been fun. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You as well. Have a good one. And keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I'm trying to get where you at, honey. <laughs> That's
1: all right. You can get there. We can get there together. <laughs>